What's going on, folks? I'm Jordan from Duck and Chronicle, and I got my co-host, per usual, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting. How are you doing tonight, Elliot? I am doing great. It's like nothing has even changed. Back, like <laughs> back to uh, take dominance here. <laughs> awesome. Glad to <laughs> glad to have you back on the podcast. It's kind of funny. Um, you know, I said that on how many episodes, you know, definitely a lot became a thing um, to, to do the intro that way. But excited to have you on here tonight and talk all about the real reason why I fired you from the duck on podcast <laughs> yeah we're gonna yeah tell me let's find out i just got <laughs> well, a, i got yeah, a letter in the, the mail saying let the cat out of the bag too too quick uh, we won't tell about the letter i got in the mail then from you <laughs> then you wouldn't answer my calls after i open it can i tell them what the letter said sure it, it was just addressed to Greybeard, and i woke up and it, it was just a piece of it was a notebook paper line notebook paper and it says your services are no longer needed <laughs> and then I just called, and you would never answer the phone. So I still don't know what's going on. Yeah, I blocked him. <laughs> I deleted you off of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, and not really, not really. So, no, but uh, yeah, I think I think we should get into that topic just a little bit later in the podcast. So, what what you been up to, man? Oh man, just you know, cranking out content as much as I can. I started uh, two new podcasts. Started a. Uh, Flatlander Kennels podcast, Flatlander Kennels YouTube channel. I spent a lot of time this summer out at Flatlander Kennels. So most, almost all of the summer was just me working on content for Flatlander Kennels, really, and then doing the North American Waterfowler podcast. But um, I spent probably 15, 16 days out there throughout the summer, and and uh, that was a huge focus for the summer and got Georgie her HRCH title. Um, that was really been the main thing. Right, right. Yeah, I definitely uh, saw you out there a lot, and it's good to get Georgie out and with some of those great trainers and and get some really good work. Um, but you know, sadly, here at the end of summer and and summer, Elliot's uh, been put to the grave. Yeah, to the last under. two days, you know. So last week, I had to go back to school for just meetings, and I was fine. But I've had students <clears throat> for two days in a row, and I'm 50 now. And I don't know what the deal is. I come home and the exhaustion level is just un it's just ridiculous. And so yeah, I was thinking that like yesterday and today Summer Elliot officially died. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, uh you just had to you just had to outdo me. You you got your you got two two podcasts now. It's one more than I have, so <laughs> one more than you have, but probably both put together aren't reaching the download number. So I got to get a few more if I want to catch uh, the monthly download number of the Duck on right. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all, all in good time. I've uh, you know I've I've tuned into a handful of the North American Waterfowler um, episodes there, and um, you're doing a great job over there on that podcast. So it's it's uh it's super. What's the right word for it? Uh, it's super Elliot, you know. It's it feels mm-hmm. like that's the kind of style you'd go with, and uh, it's really enjoyable to to listen to. And um, I don't have like a long commute to work, um, so really I don't I don't listen to a lot of podcasts till hunting season because I travel a lot and I drive mm-hmm. a lot a lot further distance. But when I was out to uh, the Rogers Day, I got a chance to listen to the, some of those, and um, doing a, you're doing a great job, man. So keep on cranking cranking away. Uh, on that for sure yeah well i appreciate it i i'm having a lot of fun with it i mean i was on the duck gun podcast for a long time but it was really always your podcast and i loved being on it 
Um, so just being able to, I'll tell you the main thing I love is just recording whenever I want. Like you and right. I always had this set schedule, whether yep. we'd feel like it or not. And I mean, when I have guests, I have to schedule, but a lot of times I've done a lot of episodes just by myself and I only do it like when I really get the bug to do it. And that, that has really been enjoyable. Nice. Yep. Yeah. It definitely does, uh, add some, uh, conflicts and, and, uh, uh, more scheduling conflicts, I should say, to, to try to, you know, the more people you kind of add to it, the the harder it is to to always get it to line up. And, and it's nice just to, when you have the urge or um, someone, even if you have a guest like, hey, I can't do it this night. Can you do it this night? And you just can be like, right. yes, like, you know. Yeah. So there's, there's some benefits to that as well. You and I were consistent, though. It was like every Wednesday night. We went months without missing. I think we went a couple years, honestly, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> that was the whole key. That's the whole key is just the consistency. You are super consistent with what you do. I mean, if it were up to me, we would have missed a lot more Wednesdays, I think, because <laughs> I get a little lazy. But you are – that's the whole thing about the social media thing, podcasts, YouTube. It's like consistency, and you really, really do a great job with that aspect of it. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Consistency is kind of – kind of kind of the key to to anything in life right you just kind of keep cranking at it whether it's uh dog training or or uh duck hunting or anything so (laughs) yeah yep yep so you uh are you excited for season oh my gosh i am it hit me last last weekend was my i consider last saturday to be the start of the season because it was the first uh scout that was actually for duck hunting all my other scouts this off season are just kind of for fun but last week was the first scout that was like, all right, we're scouting to see what's going to, where we're going to hunt on the openers. And so, yeah, I'm so excited. I can't even take it. I got another scout this Saturday, big scout next Saturday, and then it's on where it's go time. Right. Right. Definitely. What's your, uh, what's your first big trip? Well, every teal season, everything's up in the air. So on the weekend before Nebraska, I'm scouting this part of the state and Ben, um, who took me, uh, my Nebraska content contact, he's scouting middle kind of part of Nebraska and Aiden scouting a little farther out West. And so we just have to see where the birds are and go from there. And so I don't really know, um, what, where we're going to be doing, what we're going to be doing. Teal season is just kind of in flux, but the first real trip I've got is the sand Hills with Matt. Uh, the second weekend of October, I'm going clear out there, and we're gonna knock that off the bucket list of duck hunting the Sandhills. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Unfortunate you have to do it with him, but you know it's a cool place. This has been my number one bucket. I, I'm sure that there's some episodes of Duck Hunt Podcast where I've said my number one bucket list hunt was to go duck hunt the Sandhills. I bet you. Right. Oh, so, I, yeah, I definitely remember I'm that. Yep. I am. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. Yep. <laughs> That's that's cool. Yeah, that's cool that, that, that you guys are getting out there. Um, on until season, you say you're going to are going to head up to Nebraska then. To- well, the first weekend is Nebraska only because it opens a week before Kansas. So we will hunt somewhere in Nebraska that first weekend. I'm just not sure where it's going to be, but we've got a lot of scouting going on. Then the weekend after that will be Kansas. I think I probably know where I'm going to hunt for that, but my scout this weekend will kind of determine – where that opening day is going to be. And then from that point on, I'm not sure where we'll teal hunt, but we'll be teal hunting every weekend right. for four weeks. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's a little different than what we got. Cause uh, I don't have, I don't have teal really locally. So I go out to, you know, Iowa and we get on some teal. Um, but after that, I'm just kind of done. So that's a, hopefully the, the Iowa trip 
turns out good. And then, yeah, we don't we don't have a whole month of it. We got early goose and then um, big duck and all that. So it's it's definitely seasons upon us. It's gonna be here uh, before we know it. And and uh, yeah, it's just it's just that time of day or time of year. Uh, this morning the low for us was fifty three. Nice. So I set my alarm and I, and I slept through it. I actually turned it off. And then I slept through because I literally was going to, it was like, oh man, it's going to be nice. I'm going to get the boat out, go on the river before work. And I literally slept through it. So that's not a good, a good <laughs> omen for a, <laughs> for season. I need to get the schedule a little, a little earlier. If I'm not, if I'm sleeping through alarms at six in the morning, which is like, you know, that's nothing for duck season, then, then we're going to yeah. be in some trouble. Well, your motivation is probably a little higher during duck season than just a boat ride. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it always helps when you have somebody that that depends on you. This, that's what I found. If I, especially later in the season, if I have somebody that's coming with me on the hunt or I'm meeting somebody for the hunt, never, never do I sleep through, never am I late. But if it's just me and it's like the last two weeks of season, um, it's like a mediocre hunt where I'm like, ah, I'm not just not sure how it's going to go. Like I can, I can be like, yeah. Eh, you know, like yeah. at at four in the morning when that alarm goes off or whatever, right. you know, and just eh, I don't need to go today. Yeah. I'll go tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I don't get. Are that you like that at all? Or you just well, I don't really have the opportunity because I mean, I know I'm going to hunt every Saturday because I'm unfortunately I can pretty much only hunt Saturdays and then holidays. So I know that never happens to me on a Saturday. I know that has happened at some point. Um, kind of during my Christmas break where I have like two full weeks and I can hunt wherever I want where, but it, it when it did happen, it's like, I know the night before I go to bed, if there's a, if there's a, any possibility of that, where you're kind of like on the fence about it, but no, I always, I always get up. I never oversleep. I've, I don't recall ever oversleeping a duck hunt ever. Nice. Yeah. I wish I could say the same, but I've done it at least twice where I've overslept and, uh, one time was uh, when I was doing the HDR gig and I overslept and I was supposed to film, but it was like day seven in a row. And so, <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's a difference between like just hitting the snooze alarm and not getting up versus like you wake up and you're like, Oh crap, I overslept. Right. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good at like doing stuff in my sleep. <laughs> what? You, you know what I mean? Or, no. You don't do that at all. Uh-uh, what do you mean? Doing stuff in uh, your sleep. Like, I mean, the fact that you don't remember it like at all when you wake up. No, I've never done that. No. So like, uh, like I, I snore pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Have, have you experienced that in any of the trips we've gone on or in the bus last uh, year on the, Oh yes. The, the first night, Mike. And yes, the first night for sure. And I was snoring pretty bad. Yeah. So I've, I've tried this new thing. It's called like hostage tape. It's a company that makes tape and you tape your mouth shut. So you have to breathe through your nose when you sleep. <laughs> I'd be afraid I'd die doing that. <laughs> well, you don't. But the cool thing is, I've uh, I've learned the ability to take that off in my sleep and not know I'm doing it. Huh. So I just take it off every night, like in deep sleep, just rip it off. I d- oh, I did have something happen when I was snoring uh, a couple weeks ago. Apparently, I was snoring, and my wife tried to like wake me up 
to to make because she'll just like nudge me if I'm snoring, and a lot of times I'll, <laughs> I'll turn over. But apparently, she nudged me, and I was like, "What?" And she's like, "You're snoring." And I said, "Oh, just take one for the team." <laughs> she did. She laid in bed all night with me snoring, not waking me up because she was trying to take one for the team. <laughs> She told me about the. She told I know what a sweet girl. She told me about the morning. I just couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, listen, if I ever say that, ignore it. Right. (laughs) I told her to take one for the team. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's hilarious. If if my wife ever complains to me, I'm sorry. I'm like, just wake me up. Like I really don't care. I'd rather you be able to fall asleep than me keep snoring. So just like wake me up, like push me, whatever you have to do. Try Wake to take one for the team thing on her sometime and see how oh, she nice. reacts. <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably do it too, but like. <laughs> what a sweetheart to actually be like, okay, and just lay there all night yeah. not sleeping. Hell, if I'm taking one for the team. I don't know why situation. I didn't think of that myself. Just take one for the team. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, let's 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 change gears here a little bit. Let's talk about the. The nitty gritty, man. So, uh, why'd you leave the Duck Gun podcast? Well, I told you, I got a note. I opened it up. It said, Your services are no longer needed. Are <laughs> <laughs> you really want me to, to tell? To I mean, reiterate is it like your, a big, your, your story? Is it a big secret? No, I think we've told it. It just, you know, we had been doing it for 250 episodes, and we have so many different media outlets. That it just, we just decided to, to do things. I don't even really, I mean, that was really it. It was just kind of like, well, let's just try something different. I mean, really, I don't, that's that's kind of what I can remember. There's really, we talked about it one time because we weren't going to do the Patreon thing together. And it's like, well, if we ever are going to gonna go our ways on the podcast, this is uh, a good time to do it. And you thought about it for a like, Yeah. Well, one thing is you were starting to do a lot of like on the road podcasts. You were kind of going a lot more with that direction too, um, and I don't know. We just thought it'd be a time to try something different. There was no animosity in our phone conversation at all about it. So you don't you don't want to tell them about the thing? Well, apparently I don't remember things. So go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't, if you wanted kidding. me to make up really make up something no, no, no. bad, you should have told me ahead of time. Right. <laughs> I no, could have no. come up with something just, way I'm better you on than the spot that. A little bit, right? Right. No, yeah, it's just something we talked about. Um, and when it really comes down to like the like deep, like bare, raw bones of it, it's like, um, it's really a business decision at the mm-hmm. end of it. And like, even when I look at it from kind of like try to look at it from like an outside perspective, um, and like knowing also, I guess I can't say an outside perspective because I know the inner workings of like, but we, we still talk about, you know, business and stuff like that. Um, that in some ways like having separate businesses is like beneficial to both of us. Right. Right. So I think that's what it comes down to. Um, you know, the, I think the big thing that, that it's lost is just like the banner, you know, that we just like what we just had. Right. Kind of just talking about funny stories or whatever. Yes. Um, you know, but at the same time, it's, it's nice to have, our own podcast and like you said, doing your own style and having your own mm-hmm. kind of art form to, to how you do the podcast. And, um, I was taking more, more podcast episodes on the road because that's just such a, that's such easy. an easy way of doing right. it. And right? they're interesting and it's fun, right? It's yeah. super fun at the end of the hunt, just to like sit down with your buddies that you, you hunted with 
and talk about it. And we also live, you know, halfway across the country from each other. So we're, we're both doing our own trips and yeah. So just, it almost makes sense because you gotta, you gotta be able to do that same thing for your podcast. I gotta be able to do the same thing for mine. And then like, you know, how much of it is actually just both of us anymore. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely part of it. Trying to give the, the listeners a little bit more perspective than I guess we had in, uh, in the past. So, yeah. Um, and, and I'll say this too, is that obviously if you're by yourself, you can make more money than, than with a partner, which is advantageous. And also, I, I don't know how you feel like this, but inter- like when we interview people like you and I, a three person interview where you can't fully see facial expressions is a little bit clunky. Every time, every time that you and I would interview someone, I don't think we did a poor job at it, but it becomes difficult to know to fill like when you and I talk just me and you we're good at filling in the empty spaces and knowing when to talk but when you interview someone else it's it, with three people it's hard it's much much harder to do right and it it really depends on the individual cuz some people great storytellers you give them a little bit and they just run with it right other people you got to keep feeding them the whole time mm-hmm. um just you know keep leading them um and then like two people trying to do that or whatever you know one guy just might stand here for 30 minutes and do nothing so mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, right. it's a one-on-one interview is way I've noticed has a, a lot better flow to it um, than than three people. Not that like I said, not that I think we did a bad job at it. That's just something I've noticed. Right, right. No, I think we did. It. I think we did a great job with it. Right. I think I, you know, unbiasedly can say we we were we we're the best. So. <laughs> right, for sure. I, I would I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, do you regret the split? I'm doing my Dr. Phil impression right now. No, I no, I don't I don't I don't regret it. I think it was the perfect time. I mean, we had gone for four years, I think. Was it four years? Four or five years. Um, right. Right. We hadn't hardly missed any. We'd put out two hundred and and fifty episodes. And I think it was the perfect timing. And I'm really, really loving just the creativity of being able to do the podcast um, on, on my own way and we, we can compliment each other and and still be just as good of friends. So um, I mean, there's always some nostalgia anytime you're on something for that long and I enjoyed it so much, there's always a little bit of a nostalgia to it, you know, but I think right. it was the right time and the right, and the right decision. Definitely. Yep. No, I, I agree with you on all that. I'm just trying to <laughs> press you a little bit, but Absolutely. it's good to hear that you're, uh, you're glad to be out from underneath the thumb of, you know, being old <laughs> duck gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was easy for me cause I wasn't part of the. Really, I mean, we would we would go over some outline kind of stuff. When we really came to the content side of it, you did all that. It's like this is what we're going to talk about, and I mean, your vision is kind of the direction we went, and that was actually a little bit easier for me because I didn't have to worry about it as much. Um, but being forced to come up with everything creatively that I'm doing, it is it is more rewarding when a podcast turns out turns out well if you're the one that's designed the whole thing, you know. Yep. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you don't get anything else to say about that. <laughs> no, not, not that I can I mean, ask whatever you want. I think anything. Sure. Else. Sure. Is there, is there any uh, chance of a, a future merger of a future merger? Like I, I'm open to any conversation at any time. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't foresee any kind of merger where we would. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I'm just, most of them just kind of messing with you a little yeah. bit. So, 
No, but I mean, obviously, you're welcome back anytime. Um, you know, obviously, I, I love having you on the podcast, and um, when we can make it happen, you know, well, we'll make it happen. So, yeah, definitely bounce back and forth from time to time. And Jordan, after this, actually, Jordan and I are going to record a segment yeah. of the North American Waterfowler podcast, and we'll try to space those out. But um, I'm a I'm a little hurt, man, because uh, that it took you 50 episodes or whatever to have me on the your podcast <laughs> well that was the your whole episode goal. your episode number two number eight number 10 and then like 10 through 250 <laughs> <laughs> well hey you're number 50 you will be number i can't even remember something you'll be in the 50s you'll be in there i can stick you in there <laughs> <laughs> do you have you actually have anything nice to, to say about me i've said lots of nice things about you i just I, <laughs> <laughs> let's see what can i compliment jordan i i have already complimented you <laughs> i don't know what you want me to say <laughs> nothing nothing i'm I'm mostly just just mostly, giving you mostly, mostly just give, oh i mean everybody loves to hear nice things right i've so. said nice things <laughs> rewind the tape isn't rewind it funny we tape. still use the word tape right right no, it's uh, it is it is super cool. To, like you said, it's nostalgic to kind of see that you know all the episodes back. Um, I actually had the the idea to kind of pull. You know, sometimes on YouTube, we uh, we um, kind of recycle content, or you know what I mean. Like it's not. I feel like recycle is almost a bad word to to use for it, but uh, remaster. Right? There's mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're sure. like more uh, silver lining type of way to do it, but. It'd be really cool to like repost one of our first episodes, you know, mm-hmm. from way back, way back when, and just like a throwback, and see how people would uh, react to to seeing some of that old content or listening to some of that old content. Yeah, actually, I used to. I haven't done this for a while, but I used to go back their old episodes, and the ones that I always listened for were the the retelling of the hunts. Those are the ones that I would always right. go to. Those were my yep. favorite episodes because ultimately when I started freelance duck hunting, that's essentially what I had been saying that I was going to do was just a video log of me retelling the hunt so that I could remember it just from an auditory telling. I never ended up doing that, but that was what I kept telling my dad I was going to do. And that's essentially what you and I have done over the last four years. We've we've retold damn near every hunt that we've gone on. Yeah, we definitely retold quite a few Um and we yeah that's used to be that used to be for I think in the second year used to be a part of our our weekly schedule where we mm-hmm. had a guest and then we also had hunt updates um, where we just took turns talking about our hunts from the last week and uh, excuse me it just turned out to be like too much for a schedule eventually so but yeah um, that kind of morphed into like the travel ones because that's exactly what those are we just mm-hmm. talk about like day to day what happens so. So I love those episodes, but it would be cool to go back and repost. Like if you could go back and repost the first one we did after we had decided that I was going to be permanent co-host, that would be an interesting podcast to listen to. Right. Yeah. It's pretty early on, so it wouldn't be too hard to find. No. It might be hard for me to find the actual audio if I even have that anywhere on my like 20 hard drives that I have sitting on my computer. So Couldn't you just pull it off the hosting site? <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe. I'm I've sure never downloaded a an actual audio. Well, you're right, right? Because you can just download it from like iTunes mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then throw it into your editor. Yeah. So 
So uh, kind of let's 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 uh, change the the gears here a little bit, getting out of the Doctor Phil mode and and grilling Elliot. I don't know um, if I've ever heard Doctor say Doctor Phil say, "Can't you say more nice things about me?" I don't I don't <laughs> recall that in his repertoire. <laughs> well, you haven't watched very much Doctor Phil. <laughs> I used to watch a bunch of it. <laughs> really? Uh huh. Yeah. It shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, let's talk about um, your just your content creation overall. So, you know, uh, I've actually was on your YouTube channel today, just scanning through videos. Um, one of my, you know, I, I love to about this time of year, I get the itch. Mm-hmm. Some years it happens in like the beginning of July. Some years it happens in the middle of July. Some years it happens in the beginning of August. But I just get the itch to watch waterfowl hunts again. And, like, until I get that itch, like, I cannot. Like, I just na- I cannot watch them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yes. And then all of a sudden this flip switches. And, like, you know, I just start binging them again because mm-hmm. I'm ready. But until that flip switches, and I don't always know what, what causes it. But um, I, I, I just jump into it. So I've been on your channel watching some videos the last couple weeks. Um, but I scanned through your popular, man, and I realized that, like, a lot of your videos from last year, and I kind of do this own, own like, kind of self-review, right, mm-hmm. where I'm looking, like, how my videos did from the last year. But I counted, and you had five videos from last year in your top ten all time. So yeah. I just feel pretty good yeah. to kind of be, uh, like, a resurgence, like a re, you know, a re-push to the, the top there. So uh, how do you feel, like, overall about your, like, where you're at as far as your, your content creation and, and, and all that? Well, last year was the best year I've had for a long, long time. So my channel was consistently growing at a pretty good clip. And then when Dan stopped hunting and Aiden went away to college, I think I lost a lot of core fans during that time. So season four was my low point. And then five, six, seven, and eight have been kind of rebuilding a little bit. And, and it, but it had been very, very stagnant. And last year was by far, um, it caught fire towards the end. I had a strategic plan that, um, so Aiden started golden boy started posting some of his hunts on my channel. Cause he just didn't want to put them on cherry Creek anymore and he could make a little more money on mine. And so I was like, what are your two very, very best hunts ever from your channel? And we strategically stuck those in, in the beginning of December. I think it was beginning of December and those things, I mean, they're just spectacular hunts. He had some like his second season filming. He had some hunts that are just my favorite hunts of, I've ever seen anyone do just there was a way that he was talking about him and the filming he was doing such a great job and so at right after that i hit three or four of my best hunts of the year mallard hunts and so those those like the accumulation of those five videos together the channel just really took off that last month and a half two months and that's the hottest streak i've ever had on the channel by far so i'm, I'm happy how how that ended um, the channel. So we'll, we'll see how this year goes. I don't put as much emotional stock into it as I used to. Like if things weren't going well, it used to really <laughs> bum me out and you and I would vent to each other. I'd vent to you or whatever. And <laughs> I'm really in a good mental place with YouTube right now um, where I'm not uh, really worrying about it as much, but we'll see. We'll see. It, it was a good year last year. And, and I'm, I like some of those videos that river hunt. Aiden and I did a hunt and when it was negative 40 degrees. So yeah, I'm thrilled with how how it went last year. Was that negative forty wind chill or negative forty just straight up wind chill? It was negative ten, negative forty wind chill. Yeah, that's either way. That's pretty bitter. Did cold. you watch that video where it just iced up? Um, I think I did. Is that the one like where at the beginning you're driving the boat through and you're yep. and you're knocking the birds up? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got out I there a little like, too late. Go ahead. Would you would you, would you guys end up on the hunt though? I ended up with four drakes and a hen, and I think Aiden ended up with. I think we ended up with nine. We ended up with nine. Oh man, yeah, pitiful hunt. Just well, the thing here's the thing. Here's the, here's the, the, the thing. So that place, that place has a funny history because it's like this is the perfect example of be really careful who you tell about your duck hunts. So I lived up here, and my dad lived clear in the middle side of this part of the state. He had a friend who had a friend that hunted that exact place and slaughtered the mallards. And I didn't even know that place was even there. That guy tells my dad's friend. My dad's friend tells my dad. My dad tells me, and three days later, I'm out there shooting mallards. It's like It's just like you just have to be careful who you tell, right? And so I have learned that place, and I've had a hypothesis – about exactly when to hunt that place and when it's good because it's crazy. You'll you'll go in there and there'll be thousands of birds in there one day. You'll go the next morning and they're just gone. So I felt like I had the algorithm to exactly when to hunt that place. And it hadn't happened for a few years. <clears throat> and it finally happened. I went out there the night before. There's mallards everywhere. And I'm like, okay, my whole hypothesis for this place was right. It was so cold, we decided that we weren't going to get up until sun was up because it was just so cold. We're on the water. And we just overslept by like an hour. We put the boat. We could barely get the boat on the water. We were breaking ice on the way in. But we found all this, all this open water in this hole, and we started shooting ducks, and the ice just – well, that, like, you went on that hunt with me. It's the same type of thing where the ice just, just starts closing, and you, can, you end up scratching out a few birds, but – we just missed one of those like all time best hunts where you've got groups of birds feet down versus we're there a little late. The ice is closing in. We're still killing a few birds that are doing it right, but it it was a great hunt that could have been like a top 10 forever hunt. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean, but yeah, it's still, you can't complain about the nine birds, but. No, and it was a really, really fun hunt, and it's a really cool place. I love that video very, very much. Yeah, but no, I was we, watching that just today. It was another one of your ice hunts, mm-hmm. um, and it looked like it was a river too. Yep. So I might have missed the, that part in the intro, but um, you just had a big spread, ice, moving water. Yeah. All, all that good stuff, which was in there, your little run there at the end, and it's like that that video popped off for sure. So yeah, that was all in that same time, and that that hunt was my favorite hunt of the year. So I mean, we were laying out me and this other. We had like four or five of us, and there's one point on that. It's on the intro where I look down, and there's like three, four hundred mallards coming right up the river at us. And uh, yeah, that hunt was. <laughs> we did not limit on that hunt, but that hunt was really satisfying i did i i feel different than the other the other one i'm like we didn't limit out i could have been perfect this one was it it didn't matter how many birds we killed everything we were killing was just perfect the environment was really cool the video turned out fantastic so that was a that was my favorite hunt of the year nice nice what uh what made it so what what made it more satisfying than just the birds finishing better or um, cause normally you'd prefer like a two person hunt over a five, five person hunt. Yeah. How many people were there? There was, yeah, there was four. Well, any, so that river, you found that river, John, you and John and I hunted that river <clears throat> that one time when sure. we were doing the do it chant. And um, that river is just really, really fun to hunt and it's, but it's really difficult to hunt. So when it freezes, 
you just can't find access right. Finding the holes is difficult, but it's it's a thrilling environment to hunt. And I just got permission in there. I gathered up a few guys because that that river you just have to get gear in there. So it's just you can do it with two people, but four is just better because you can get gear in. And when you're on on that river on ice holes and you're dealing with big groups of mallards and and just the whole environment, every, everything about the, those hunts on a shallow sandy river are they only come every couple of years. So when you get a good one, it, it really means a lot. It's a very special deal, especially for mallards. It's easier to get uh, geese on a, on that river than mallards. Definitely, definitely. Well, something else we're going to have to touch on for sure is uh, the freelance hunt stats. Or, uh, <laughs> wow, uh, the North American Waterfowler app, as it's called now. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's another thing that we, we kind of split when we were, uh, um, when we, uh, what, what do you want to call it? When we separated uh, our, mm-hmm. our business <clears throat> stuff. Yeah. And so, um, but that's something, you know, you've been working on for a long time and um, definitely hope you're super successful with it here in the future. Um, but you guys went on a, um, a hunt last year where it was a bunch of YouTube guys, uh, three teams. And man, if there's one thing I was, I was disappointed I missed out on last year, that was, that was that. So, yeah. um, but you know, uh, tell us, you know, tell us again, because a lot of people obviously have heard, but let's, let's hear some updates uh, on what you got going on on the app. Yeah. So, yeah, you left just in time for me to start spending a ton of money. You got out of there just in time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, you and I, had we were trying to get to an end point of where it's at now. Like, it's taken 12 extra months to get to that point. That's one thing that was so frustrating. But I I hired an actual designer to completely redesign the look of it. I used um, pictures from Titus and and Phil Conkey mixed in there. So the whole look is completely different and now has a professional feeling look where before I just didn't have the money and slapped something up there that was, you know, subpar. But the, so the look is, is drastically different. It's going to be called the North American waterfowler. I don't know when this is coming out, but the, the web address, the North American waterfowler.com is active and freelance hunt stats is still active, but it points to the new, the new design the, it, we're finishing up taking care of a few bugs. So if you get on there and you're like, well, this is kind of buggy, it'll be fixed by September 1st. Uh, we're just wrapping things up. The app is still the old look. So here's what we added. You can now <clears throat> add photos after a hunt. And once you log the hunt, um, the summary page will show the photos. And so anytime you want to go back and reminisce, you can look at however many photos you want of the hunt. You can create a dog in there. So you have to name your dog and you can attach a picture to your dog. And you save the number of retrieves. So at the each at the end of each hunt, it'll say Georgie, so many so many retrieves. And then on your lifetime stats, it'll it'll tell total lifetime stat retrieves for the dog. We added to the leaderboard, so now you can sort it by state. So Jordan can see where he stacks up in the state of Indiana versus all the other states. And um, or was that there last year? That was that there last year? The state option? Uh, I don't think so. And you can sort it by three days, seven days, 28 days. So one thing about the leaderboards that's so frustrating when people like Matt hunt 80, 80 days a year, guys like me can't compete with him. So I'd like to, I'm trying to make the leaderboards a little more 
applicable to everyone. So now if you go on a great run in one week, you can just sort it by seven, last seven days and see how you're stacking up against everyone the last seven days. Or you can just do the last seven days in Kansas or your state or whatever state it is. So I'm trying to give a little more. A little but more. You can still do it by season. Right? Yes, you can still do it by okay. season. You can do it by average per hunt. You can do it by state. You can uh, check leaderboards for teal, wood duck, pintail, mallards, geese, doves. So I'm trying to make the. Did you lead- had uh, you had dogs to the leaderboard. I didn't, but I'm, I'm, it, that will happen. That okay. that will happen. It just didn't happen. Um, did Did you I'm, keep scorecards? Yep, scorecards are still there and have been redesigned. Um, cool. Then they look really they look really slick. We did not get done sharing to social media, um, which I want. So I want to be to the point where you get done with a hunt, you're proud of it, you share it to Facebook, and some type of little image shows up. And we did not we did not get that part done. I didn't get leaderboards added to crews, which I really want to do. So you can form a crew and just have a little contest with your with your crew guys. Didn't get that done. I'm trying to think what else got done. Um, I think I think that's it. Unless I'm not thinking of something else. So everything will be ready to launch. Mm-hmm. Every everything's ready on the website right now. There's a couple little bugs where there's like a, a spinning circle, like when you click on something. And while it's, it's it just spins, it's like it spins all the time. Like it's really annoying. So, but um, that's the only bug that's on there right now that that I can think of. Every, on the websites, it's it's ready to go. It's ready to roll. And I don't think the current season on filters is updated to where you can just see your season stats. But I mean, it's it's pretty much hundred percent rolling on, on the two websites. We're just now pushing it out to the app and finishing. Um, we're going to change the price at a yearly yearly so you can pay once just for the whole year instead of having to pay monthly and that's being done right now and other than that it's just little little tiny tiny things nice yeah so ready to go when i uh shoot my blue wings on september 1st yep yeah it's right it's right like i said leaderboard yeah the well no not the dog leaderboard i don't think we'll get that oh no is there a dove leaderboard yes Mm -hmm. dove leaderboard there was last year yeah there was one last year okay yeah yeah so they'll be cool and remember the app and the websites they connect together so even though the app looks like the old look right now, which it'll be switched over before September 1st, it still functions together. So if you log it on the old app, it's still – and go look at the new look on the websites. It's still all connected for these last few weeks until it's all 100% pushed out. Awesome. Yeah, well, that's that's cool to hear. I'm glad to see you're still cheering along with that and got it going. And hopefully this is the, the year of the – North American Waterfowler app. I hope so. And I will say right now it's two ninety nine a month and we're we, we are changing it to four ninety nine a month. And what we're not sure of, there is a chance, and I'm not guaranteeing this, but there is a chance if you sign up while it's two ninety nine a month, you may be grandfathered in and keep that price. We're not positive yet. <laughs> so if, if you're not signed up and you gotta sign up for that two ninety nine a month right now, that may hold over. I'm not promising, but that may hold over for when we go to four ninety nine a month. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I've been uh, changing gears again. I've been uh, working on the Patreon giveaway hunt video from last year. So it's a uh, it's it's kind of a conglomeration of a, a video you made and what I what I made, and I'm just combining them yeah. together. So I mean, I really liked your your video and just added mine together. Um, and I'm posting that next week. But uh, man, that was that was one of the most fun trips that I've ever had. Yeah. That had. Not very many ducks killed. <laughs> I totally agree. That that trip was a blast. The being the bus 
is just all right, I'm gonna compliment you since you need more compliments. <laughs> the the bus is a fantastic creation of yours. And hanging out then there with that little with the difference of having the wood burning stove and not is like night and day. The wood burning right. stove, you've got all the sharp little knife and you cut it into little tiny pieces and being in there when it's cold out and you have that fire going, it's spectacular feeling. Especially we were way up there by whatever that river was and we were we were camping out. And it is really, really fun to be in that bus and to hang out. Man. Yeah, I love, I love going up north. Mm-hmm. I just love it. And uh, like, just the scenery is. Yes. It feels like you're in an epic place because it goes from the deciduous forest to the coniferous. I hope I'm saying that right, but uh, um, <laughs> and just, just that feel of being up. Up north is so cool, and so um, we did get some ducks, which it's uh, we've we've talked about in the past. You know, um, kill dependent versus limit dependent versus like you know um, the difference in there. We kind of fell in between on some of the hunts, and just had just had a. I guess that made it tolerable that you know um, we still got it done here and there. But yeah, it, it was definitely a, a super fun time. And I've been trying to get you for years to kind of come to my neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it is what it is on the birds, but we, we definitely had a great time. But um, one thing to kind of mention on it is we're both doing our hunt giveaways again this year. So I yep. uh, definitely want to mention that. We're not doing it together. We're doing it separately. You got yours over there on patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting. And you're doing your giveaway at the end of the month. Is it the third actual 31st? Yep, August 31st, 7 o'clock Central <clears throat> on YouTube, on the Freelance Stuck Hunting YouTube channel, live stream. So, yeah. Yep. People uh, can still jump over there and, and join you. And mine's over there on Duck and Chronicles. And still, you know, pretty good odds over there. So. Guys, you have got to go sign up for Jordan's. I don't know if he's going to tell you the odds, but there will never, ever in the history of all hunt giveaways be these good of odds. You've got to go right. sign up. If, I mean, if you want to have a chance to hunt with Jordan, there's never a better chance than getting signed up to that right now. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things where it just grows with time. Right. And, you know, I just started it and it has not been through a season. You know, if you, Patreon, yeah. uh, in the past, we've always seen in season, um, that's where you get a lot of growth mm-hmm. and people jumping on because they're not thinking about ducking in June. They're thinking about, you know, uh, ripping lips, catching fish and that kind of stuff. So, you know, but now here we are in season. People are thinking about it, getting some getting some growth in there. And um, but yeah, it's it's still really really good odds. Yeah, so. Patreon is hard to grow, and it t- it takes a while. And uh, this is just the perfect opportunity. Are you, is is the bus going to be involved in this trip, or do you know? Um, it really depends where we go because it depends on on the person and their schedule mm-hmm. and and all that kind of stuff. But where I'm thinking about going, probably not. You know, especially. It just depends. It really yeah. depends. Like if if they say, "Hey, I really want to use the bus," and it's like, "Okay, well, this is like you're the winner of the trip. Like we're gonna do our best to make it happen. You know, any way we can, where we're going, all that. You know, so it's nothing's kind of set in stone for where we're going or what we're doing. All I know is that I'm gonna pick one winner, and it's gonna we're gonna have an epic adventure. So, yeah, it, it, I'm sure you will. So I, I hope that people take the opportunity to go. And get signed up for that. I, I may actually take a whack at it and see. <laughs> well, that would be I don't, I so I, funny if my name got drawn. <laughs> I think I have to disqualify oh, you. Oh, man. So. 
<laughs> my mom's on my patreon i've always wondered if like her name came up on the hunt giveaway what i would do she did win something one time i remember and you had to and you just re-rolled <laughs> I just re-rolled don't tell her that <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I think well it, if that happened I, when did that happen was it like a giveaway on a gift or something i don't recall that i don't know something like that yeah oh, man now she's gonna be like what did i win i don't even remember i think he was just making that up <laughs> i'm definitely not making it up it happened 100 i don't recall it i did tell someone the story i don't know if you remember this <laughs> on um se- season two hunt giveaway i accidentally hit the wheel before the event and it spun. I don't remember whose name it landed on, but whoever's name it landed on would have won if I hadn't accidentally right. hit the wheel. Right, right. Yeah, I've had that conundrum too because I'm like, okay, let me test out this because we don't use random generators that much. Yeah, I'm like, here, let me put the number in. And I'm just going to test it to make sure it works. And then usually, like, I film myself pushing the button. And I like <laughs> the way I've done it is like, I the the YouTube video like on a giveaway says like how many comments, right? So it's like 130 comments, right? So you put 130 random generate. Let's make sure it works. Push the button, you know, and then I never go count to see who it was. Uh-huh. But I'm like, you know, it's the same idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> if I just would have waited, would it have actually hit the same button? Or is that like random generator always kind of like churning? I don't think so. I think it would have definitely hit whatever. That's my assumption. Like you could wait, you could wait ten days. If you hit the wheel now versus in ten days, that one hit's going to hit the same result. Is what I've always thought. Yeah, because hmm. it's got to just be set up on an on like it's like it's like slot machines that every so many pulls it uh, kicks out a winner. I think it's going to be the same system as that. Hmm. I'm trying to think because if it's truly random, <laughs> right? yeah, it is. It's random, but it's still set up on an algorithm. It has to be. Like it, no, it's gonna, it's gonna, yeah, yeah, it, ha, it has to be all done by mathematic equations. Like on this roll, we're gonna roll, we're gonna spin that thing X amount of distance. On the next roll, we're gonna spin, it's gotta it just be depends set. how, it depends how far they go with their, yeah. their algorithm, right? I doubt Whether those it's cheap little sites one. go real deep with their algorithm. <laughs> Unless they're just copying it for somebody, but yeah, you're probably right. So. Alrighty. Well, thanks for jumping on here, Ellie. I mm-hmm. think this is probably a good place to go ahead and, and wrap her up. I'm glad you came on. Um, but I do actually have something nice to say, say about you. So, um, but I honestly, I just, I really appreciate, you know, the time that you were on the podcast and, uh, the times that we got to be, you know, real, real close buddies. Uh, you've, you've always been, uh, a mentor to me, whether it's, uh, waterfowl hunting, whether it's the social media stuff, whether it's, it's just life in general. So, um, just, uh, I've appreciated you coming on the podcast for the years and, um, it was great having you. So, um, I was super, super, super green when we started. Uh, so <laughs> it would have been tough to make it, I think without you, um, for sure. So a lot of the success that I've had, uh, on the podcast or even the YouTube channel, all that, you know, uh, I definitely owe, uh, something to you for sure. So I appreciate you, man. Well, I, I really appreciate you saying that it means a lot. And, and I mean, to you watching your journey through this whole thing has been really, really enjoyable from the first times that you contacted me when I didn't, you know, didn't know each other and through watching you grow through the whole thing. And, and one of the things about the whole YouTube thing, the most surprising thing about YouTube is all the relationships 
that I've made and you are on the top of that stack. You know, we've spent so much time together talking and, and getting to know each other that, you know, you've brought a, a lot of, of joy to my life, a lot of, uh, positive aspects to my, you're genuinely a really, really good guy. And, uh, I appreciate if I appreciate being on the podcast and everything we've done together for sure. Definitely, man. Awesome. All right, folks. Well, we're going to actually record an episode for Elliot. So if you're done with this one, jump over to the North American waterfowl, North American waterfowler, man, I, I, your new name. And I'm still going to mess it up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> the North American waterfowler podcast. And, uh, you can listen to that episode as well. I'm Jordan from Duck and Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and we'll see you guys on the next one.